Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vince, and this is Applying the Word, a Bible teaching podcast to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. This is episode two, titled, A Prophet in His Hometown. I want to rejoice with those of you who have answered the call of the Lord and have entered into His service. I also rejoice with those of you who have recently become converts and now walk with the Lord and are excited about sharing your faith with your friends and family. There will be resistance, however, and sometimes severe resistance in sharing with friends and family. I encourage you to always be of good cheer with what the Lord has laid on your heart. He understands and is with you through it all. I begin today by reading from Mark 6, starting with verse 1. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom given to him? And such miracles as these performed by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joses, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could do no miracle there except that he lay his hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he wondered at their unbelief. Okay, honor here does not mean that he is without honor, but rather that he receives no honor from those whom he has been directed by God to impact first. His point is that those who knew a prophet as a child are overly skeptical of his new status as demonstrated by their lack of faith. They refused to believe in his teaching because they considered him one of themselves and therefore without authority to preach to them. So is it true still that a prophet has no honor in his hometown? Very much so. When God calls one of us to service, many of those who knew us before God called us try to keep us in our previous position and reject us as called of God, just as the Jews in the synagogue were trying to do to Jesus. Many of us do not realize how easily we fall into this very situation. It would seem that the opposite would be true since we can clearly see the difference between who they were and who they are now. It makes sense that the first place a prophet would go would be his own family, but a prophet is not recognized in his own town. The potential trap for the prophet of hopelessly trying to have his family appreciate and benefit from his work has a dangerous capacity to exhaust him. We must take the view that Jesus took in Mark 3, 31-35. I'm going to give you a few scriptures and end in Mark 31, 35. Mark 3.21 When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. John 7.5 For even his own brothers did not believe in him. John 1.11 But his own did not receive him. And here we are with Mark 3.31-35 Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. 
Who are my mother and brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seating in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Let's be encouraged by this reminder from Mark 10:24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. One of the greatest concerns and heartaches for many Christians, new and old in the faith alike, is with the members of their families who have not yet come to faith in Christ, or have perhaps abandoned the faith they grew up with. When family members have drifted from the Lord, pray for the Lord to grant you a spirit of persistent faithfulness and also of loving gentleness to be an instrument of his restoring peace. But even when those we love have become horribly caught up in sin and are living in disobedience, the Lord can still use our prayers and actions as a means to bring restoration. So we should pray for that, as Paul did, for such a situation in the Corinthian church. 2 Corinthians 13.9 Your restoration is what we pray for. But we need to recognize that alongside our devotion in prayer for them, our demeanor in person towards them requires great wisdom and grace. And so we need to pray as much for ourselves as for our loved one. Brothers, if any one of you is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness, keeping watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So we should remember that while we would like our friends and family to be the first to benefit from our call from the Lord, it is a call to service by the Lord, and we should not be surprised if we are not received by our friends and family, as difficult as that may be. 2 Timothy 4, 4 through 4-5 tells us, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, but you keep your head in all situations. Enjoy hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all your duties of your ministry. May you always feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in what you think and say and in all that you do, and may your work reflect your love for Christ and your desire to apply His Word.